Welcome to 40 in a Podcast, Whereas Mr. Miyagi would say, either you podcast do yes or podcast do no. If you podcast guess so, just like grip. With me tonight is my buddy, Justin. How you doing, Justin? Feeling better than the grape. I promise you that. Well, that's good, normally. Uh, well, what are you drinking tonight? I think uh, I think I had one of those last podcasts we did, which, you know, we, we do things in so much order, so it might be after this one. But Save the <laughs> World, uh, with the beer, Edo. I think oh. this is Angus or Anus Day. Yeah, Anus Day. All right. So, so that's a wheat, like a wizen. Uh, yeah it's some kind of wheat or something but it's yeah it's definitely in the belgian white territory oh i got you i can't usually drink wheat beers they give me headaches before i'm regular ready to have a headache from drinking beer yeah what do you got going on over there uh twisted brewing company from the hill country i got their gulf kolsch it's starting to warm up outside so i normally drink a kolsch or something lighter my second beer is a gold (laughs) Kolsch. Wow, we're this the we're finally drinking the same beer together. Yeah. Aw. Oh, that's aw. I know. And this I got that. Moment. This is a milestone. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. We're, we're gonna have to enjoy this together. Yeah. Well then maybe I'll drink my second beer first so we can drink these together later and be yeah. totally normal. Um well my other one is the uh St. Arnold's, the OG of the Houston craft beer scene. Their uh summer pills, which comes in a very colorful can. See that? Summer like, pills. Yeah, it's like tie dyed. And it's quite a lawnmower too. Is that what it's called? I'm not a fan of the lawnmower. I don't like it that much. It lives up to its name a little bit. If you like, if you like eating grass clippings, it's definitely yes, that's, yeah. that's exactly why I don't really like that beer because I feel like I'm eating the air after your neighbor cuts their grass and you can like smell it everywhere. Yeah. That's what it tastes like. I'm, I'm, no, thanks. Yeah. I will drink other beers. St. Arnold's. They have a solid Oktoberfest and I'm looking forward to drinking it in a few months. Ooh. I know that's that's the most wonderful time of the year, buddy. I'm yeah, that's you. like that's like beer Christmas. It is, and you get like three months of it. Oh yeah, I well, can't no, wait. Uh, the Twisted X Brewing. I'm actually going to go down there maybe this weekend or the weekend after because yeah, uh, Dripping Springs literally has about seven breweries, and now they have like seven different distilleries. So I'm going to go oh, down nice. there and just live it up for the weekend. You know, enjoy everything it has to offer. Dude, that sounds like a great time. Oh, yeah, it's a nice little town. It's definitely an expensive place to live, but it's you know right. they got it going on now. Right on, dude. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, normally, right here, we would talk about what we've been watching, but the answer is Cobra Kai and old Karate Kid movies. So, since this is going to be a longer podcast, let's skip it and get straight to the point. Before I do that, I got to don the appropriate attire. You ready? You ready for this? Let's. Mm-hmm. All right, let me put on my little bonsai headband here. <laughs> you know what I bought this? In a bar? <laughs> I bought this in Japan, so it's totally authentic. And then, oh, let me get these out too. Yeah. Yeah. The whole the whole saga right here, including the one we're not going to talk about, or one of the ones we're not going to talk about. Anyway. I think I got the name for this show already. Josh does cultural appropriation on the people <laughs> of Japan. Hey, nothing but love for the people out there, dude. I had a blast in Japan. Oh, hell yeah. It's a great place. Yeah. So I've, so I've been it. told, I assume, but I will be there one day. Yep. So did you thoroughly enjoy Cobra Kai as much as I did? I thought it was genius. And it was man, word. It, I, it really could have gone poorly. Like, it really could have gone bad. But I think they poked just enough fun at themselves and at the karate kid in general um, to say like, Hey, we know we're not really super serious about this, but if people want to watch it, we're going to put on a good show for you kind of a thing. Yeah. So we talk about that tonight and we'll get into more of Cobra Kai. Absolutely. But um, before we jump into too much, yeah. you know, if you haven't seen Cobra Kai, we're definitely going to spoil that. And if you haven't oh, watched yeah. all three of the Karate Kid movies, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. And that's your own damn fault. You should yeah, know that. You, yeah. Go watch that. Go watch all of that. Stop podcast. Because, go watch. Come back four yeah, hours, we're five not going hours later. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. All right. Uh, so anyway, so let's talk about Karate Kid parts one, two, and three and 
Cobra Kai, what I am dubbing the Daniel LaRusso saga, since there are other Karate Kid vehicles out there, but they kind of suck. So this is just what we're talking about. Sorry. My my door was opening and I thought my kid was about to come in. I was like, why are you wearing a headband? Shut up. Go to bed. Anyway. All right. What do you so, do up here? You drink beer and wear headbands. What does your <laughs> life come to? Greatness. Daddy's playing, Daddy's playing online Russian roulette. Leave me be. <laughs> <laughs> Go to bed. Uh, yeah. Like redo Deer Hunter, like, you know, years you know now. And it's basically it's over like, what is that? Uh, a meagle or whatever that crap is where you basically meet random people online. Sip your pint. I have, no idea. Oh, I you, have no idea what that is. Deer hunter or Russian. No, roulette? I know, no, I know what the deer okay. hunter is. I know what Russian roulette is, whatever online. Basically chat. It's a meagle. There's it's chat roulette or whatever. So basically oh, I got the same you. thing, but yeah, with guns basically. No. All right. Yeah. Anyway. So karate kid part one. <sighs> I really love the karate kid part one. Um, this it's, it's, it's a great like mix of everything early eighties. I think like the, there's good and bad music, which we were texting about earlier as you were watching this. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a, it's a great mix of like cheese and teen angst, like all rolled up into one, I think. Yeah, it's got, I mean, it definitely, like you said, it has a cheese factor cause it's just got those, it's like that solo keyboard and it's like, it's not like a good keyboard, <laughs> like the most synth keyboard you get do 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 and you just you know oh, yeah no no I, I know what you're saying um but i mean like the the movie itself like the dynamic between daniel and mr mr miyagi is really great and it's one of my favorite things about the series is he's just a he's a good role model for daniel because at the start let's face it daniel's kind of an asshole <laughs> he's just kind of a shit he's a whiny little turd um but he grows up into an all right guy um, and I don't know what it is, but I find like the bad karate guys and this is over the whole series. Well, I take it back. Karate Kid 1 and 3, like the bad karate guys in the valley, I find absolutely hilarious. Not just Johnny Lawrence, but like, because he's just basically your prototypical high school bully that kind of takes it too far. I'm talking about guys like Sensei John Kreese, oh, yeah. uh, but uh, especially Terry Silver and quote karate's bad boy Mike Barnes. That one's particularly hilarious to me. He's on the cover of a karate magazine. Just karate, <laughs> all that. Yeah. Oh man, uh, yeah. Like like Miyagi's my favorite character in the whole series. He's a very endearing character. You just can't help but like. And uh, I was I was watching something that was kind of a documentary based thing on it, and Pat Morita was uh, you know originally the director. I think the director threw him out for the role, and the studio kept pushing back. Pat Morita is a he's a comic. I mean, he was he did comedies and things like mm-hmm. that. And he's like, Arnold from, he's Arnold from Happy Days. Yeah, and he talks nothing like what he does uh, in that uh, movie. He basically just kind of takes it no. immigrant kind of accent. He was he was born in California, I believe. He he's he was a great choice for that film, and just kind of goes over and beyond what it should be, even right. for all the cheesy ass dialogue that's in there, and not his dialogue. Everyone else's dialogue is cheesy as crap. Yeah, everybody else is pretty bad. Um, he's. <laughs> And just, and I love like you can, even though he's pretty stone faced with the whole thing, you can kind of read him. Like he'll just kind of stand there and like grunt at Daniel, like, hmm. And then you can tell he's just about to get all, all deep and teach him a serious lesson. Um, that's, that's a pretty great, it's a pretty great addition to his character, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I love the, like, it's, it's showing, the day-to-day life of this kid. I mean, the whole, the whole thing takes place over the course of like a school year. Um, yeah, basically the, uh, the championships <clears throat> like in December and he starts school. I mean, so, I mean, you got, yeah. I think you got the better. Well, actually, uh, like okay. So months. it's like, yeah, it's like the first semester of his yeah. senior year in high school. Um, which is a senior. He looks like it's, he's just a small rat, thin little kid. Well, he's like, he was in his early twenties. I think when they filmed this, or something like that. Like he was not a he was not an eighteen year old kid. Yeah, <laughs> he was like a twenty two year old kid. <laughs> I was gonna say um, Elizabeth Shue, I think, did uh, adventures and babysitting right after this, and she was probably playing somebody who was like twenty three or twenty four at that point. So she yeah. seemed pretty old too. Right. Um, but yeah, I like the whole. You know, he's getting screwed with, and he's eventually going to get his revenge without sinking to to Johnny Lawrence's level, so to speak. Um, and you know all the lessons he gets to learn throughout the 
the whole thing. It's a good coming of age thing, you know. And uh, I don't know, man. It's it's such a good classic '80s movie. It's one of those that if nobody has ever seen a an '80s movie before, you want to say, "All right, here's five of them. One of them is The Karate Kid. Go watch this." Oh yeah, it's so stuck in its own time period. Oh, very much. Um, also, I really want to go to golf and stuff. Didn't everybody? I really want to go to golf and stuff. They had, like they had water slides there. <laughs> yeah, they did. Go karts and yeah. putt putt and everything. But yeah, it's it's good, dude. It's it's so. I hate to say stereotypical because that doesn't feel like the right word almost, but it's it's very by the numbers like an 80s high school bully situation movie. Uh, it just has a lot of karate in it. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think of anything like beyond the story where I dig in it's, and like where I get the most enjoyment, just some of these scenes where it's like, uh, Ralph Macchio's like through all of these movies, Ralph Macchio's dialogue is just so weird. I don't know if he ad libs it or what, but like, just I, I can't yeah, you're right. but laugh where you just go, to, I hate my bike, I hate my bike. Yeah, he's just, that's that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's a pretty funny scene. Yeah. <laughs> or um, and, when he gets mad at Miyagi after he like makes him sand the decks and wax the car and paint the fence and paint the house and all that kind of stuff. And he just gets mad and throws a little fit. And then Miyagi says, all right, here you go. Here's, here's why I was making you do all my grunt work. And he wrote something. Yeah. Uh, little stuff like that. Yeah. All that. I think that's the, uh, that's a common th- theme amongst the movies is learning things, mm-hmm. other things kind of thing. And that they really stick hardcore to that. Yeah. It's, well, we'll get into it later, but it's pretty evident in uh, Cobra Kai too. Oh yeah, just literally Ralph Macchio, like the the dialogue he has, and just everything in between. It's like, and it's like it's not bad, and it's definitely juvenile in a way, and everything like that. I kind of got to hit on a little bit of a. Uh, I like like the How I Met Your Mother, and then a bunch of other theories that go into the fact that supposedly uh, uh, Johnny Lawrence is the good guy, and Yes, there. You know what? I've seen a bunch of those videos around. I've never watched all of them, but I think I need to go back, especially with uh, the Cobra Kai thing coming out. Um, I need to go back and and investigate that because they may be right. Oh yeah, no, it really comes off that way. And this will be brought up. I mean, I'll bring it up now. And we can bring it up later. But it's been said about a hundred times that 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 uh, that crane kick he does at the end is an illegal move. And he yes. ends up saying it in the Cobra Kai series too. And I was just like, that's a good, the callbacks are what make it good. And that's why I think we watched right. all three is because Cobra Kai series has a crap ton of callbacks. <laughs> yes, they do. They have, um, there's that. And what else? Like going back to like Daniel's angst and all that stuff, him moving and just sulking in the car from Newark, New Jersey, which I mean, I'd, I'd be upset if I was in a car in Newark also, um, <laughs> all the way, all the way out to, uh, Los Angeles and getting there and he's all upset and bummed out. And uh, the soccer scene on the beach is really cheesy where uh, all the guys just kind of huddle around the ball and they're just kicking it back and forth, like directly next to all the girls that Daniel's been looking at for the past five minutes. It's like, I hope uh, I don't kick you in the face with my balls. What? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I mean, just, and, and how out to get Daniel Cobra Kai is, it, it kind of becomes comical at some point. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's it's that cheese factor of a lot of, it's like boss hog cheesy almost. When they're all <laughs> tripping over each other or whatever. Yeah. Like, go get them Duke boys, you know, that kind of shit like that. And that's kind of what they are. They're almost they're almost more comedy comic relief than they are, like, bully at times. Um, we talked about how, like, the, the cheesy parts of the soundtrack – uh, however, I do love uh, Cruel Summer by Bananarama. It's on my workout playlist, but the funny part about that is I don't work out. Um, you know, the best towards the end during the uh, the All-Valley Tournament. Yeah. That's one of those songs that, like, everybody knows, and it gets used a lot, like, comically, I think, in TV shows and stuff. Family Guy, the, the most pop culture vampire out there of all time. Yeah. Yeah, they have used it, haven't they? Oh yeah, dude! I'm coming to the conclusion like if there's something major in pop culture, Family Guy has done it. 
Hence why I can't count the number of times we reference Family Guy in different movie reviews and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, there is the whole thing. You're the best. Around. Yeah, he's okay. running around. I don't remember what Peter's doing, but you always know it's Peter in that instance, too. Yeah. Um, there's really not, I mean, I don't have much else to say about the first Karate Kid. The really, when we started first talking about doing this, I think why I liked it was it's kind of a three act thing, much like, you know, a Star Wars trilogy. It's a three act thing. And right. it doesn't do it very like Star Wars esque in, in the way that has like, you know, a broader story. This, you know, it's literal stories pieced together, but it's definitely, it's a coming of age of everything. So, you know, it's one is not two without three. I think they have to be the trilogy. Yeah. It's a good start off to it. And there you go. Uh, I don't know. We didn't talk about it, but I'm going to throw it out there because I kind of I got it stuck in my head that I'm going to rate them. I don't know if he did, but I definitely rated them. I could probably do that off the cuff. So if if we were to include the Cobra Kai series, I think that would be the overall winner for me because it's good, but I, you know, a series versus a movie, so it's a little well formed. So, I mean, mm-hmm. part one, weirdly enough, second. I can I get what you're saying, and the only reason I haven't I wouldn't put Cobra Kai over that on my list. I would put Karate Kid Part One as the one I like the most, um, and that's just because Cobra Kai just came out. So I might I might hold off on putting it over the Karate Kid at the moment. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm saying I'm saying second, just between the three movies, oh. movie Cobra Kai entirely. I would put it over there. Oh. If I put in okay. the Cobra Kai part, I would put uh, I would put uh, part one as number three. Oh, okay. That means I'd like a sequel over the original. Well, I'm I'm still I've still got the original, and I'm, I might upset you with where I put the Karate Kid part. Well, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So let's move on to Karate Kid Part Two: Daniel's Revenge, <laughs> or not? I don't know what it's called. Uh, there is no sub. There is no subtitle. It's just the Karate Kid Part Two, right? Uh, yeah, Karate Kid Part Two. Uh, everybody go to uh, Okinawa. Yay! Yeah, and now it's. I like this movie. I used to like it a whole lot more than I do now. Not that I dislike it. Uh, I think it's just lost something somewhere along the way. Um, it's it doesn't appeal to me as much as the first one, and it doesn't do what the third one does and wind up being so bad that I absolutely love it. Um. The fundamental problem I have with this right off is that Daniel's mom let him live with and then go to Okinawa with an old man that he'd just befriended less than a year prior. And also it's, it's also that everyone in Okinawa speaks really good English and nobody, I mean, few people speak Japanese, which I get it. It's an American movie. So they're not just going to sit around speaking Japanese and making the entire American population read subtitles for two hours. I felt like they didn't do subtitles at all, really, though. They didn't. Um, anything he needed to say, like Miyagi would translate it for Daniel. Yeah. Um, yeah, going back to what you're saying about the, uh, you know, they, you just met this guy, you know, go everywhere. Well, that's how it was with the, the other one. Like, the mom kind of, like, comes in, and this is a recurring theme, uh, recurring theme between all three also. The mom literally comes into the movie, is there in the beginning, and then just disappears. Mm-hmm. It's like he's celebrating his birthday. I know we're going back a little bit, but he's celebrating his birthday with Mr. Miyagi in the first one. And his mom's like nowhere around. And he said, Oh, I gotta go to dinner with my mom. And you never, you never, I don't even think you see the That's mom right. in the, the movie. Um, uh, was she at the tournament at the end? Which, by the oh, way, she was I, in the tournament. we totally missed like the whole plot of the movie of the first one and that Daniel's getting bullied by the Cobra Kai dojo. And he, Miyagi makes a deal with the sensei and says, Leave him alone. They can fight at the tournament, and Daniel lines up winning the whole All Valley tournament, um, with some cheating along the way on the part of Cobra Kai. Yeah, a couple just dis- you know, one disqualification, then you know, oh, here <laughs> we just pretty much dove back in the first one, but that's all right, right? The uh, the infamous brewing, I think infamous is out of uh, Dallas or Arlington. Uh-huh. Infamous has a peanut butter stout called Sweep the Leg. Excellent. Yeah, very good beer. Very great name. <laughs> I'm all you over get, that. You ever get a chance? And it, it, the the tap looks like the Cobra Kai symbol. It is a giant. Oh, stuff. nice. That's awesome. Anyway, so the start of this movie, um, 
Miyagi beats up Sensei John Kreese, which I thought was cool that they started off right where the other one lets up. Uh, and oh, that's another thing. Like, Daniel constantly has a new girlfriend. I think that's like just, you, like, they can't get the same actress right, back or whatever. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue is asking for too much money. Let's get this Japanese girl. Um, so, yeah, he, he uh, goes to Okinawa after Mr. Miyagi gets a letter saying that his father is passing away. And they just, both of them go to Okinawa after Daniel, what did he do? He like cashed out his college fund or something? Yeah. He loses his college fund like twice in this series. He does. He does. It's pretty funny. This kid has no intention of going to school ever. Oh, no. And and Cobra Kai shows that because he didn't get a degree at all from what you, you see there. But right. yeah, no, the whole, I mean, having to go over to overseas and everything like that. And I guess we can run through the plot real quick. You know, yeah. a, a lot of back and forth. You know, literally, they get dropped off in a thing going, if you don't go see Sato, or, you know, Sato comes out of nowhere and just goes, if you don't come fight me, I will, you know, I'm going to leave you here anyways, but, you you know, I'm going to go kill your, kill you, your dog, your your small little uh, gonna, New Jersey kid. He was going to destroy the uh, the village or whatever that Miyagi grew up in and because he had disgraced Sato, something with a girl. Miyagi said, I'm going to marry this girl, even though she was arranged to be married to Sato. Yeah. And there's that. And then you've got his lackey, who's his nephew, the, the yeah. Japanese guy whose name I can't remember. Um, anyway, it's it's a lot of, you know, bullying and like your whole, it's basically like the mafia is running this town. It's Japanese mafia because Sato it's owns a, everything. It's the grown up version of the first one. They're just like bullying everything like that. Instead yeah. of speaking Cobra Kai, it's literally like kind of like this half uh half japanese mob half businessman kind of thing going on yes correct so there is that um daniel gets a love interest uh in this young japanese girl who aspires to be a dancer and miyagi runs into his old girlfriend and his dad passes away and sato's like you're gonna fight me and da 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 it's i don't know what lost my interest in this movie I don't know. I used to like this one more than this used to be my favorite one. I don't know what it is watching it now. I'm like, yeah, I'm less interested in this now. I think I, I can, I, I can understand why. Cause it's, a, it's a little bit of a departure. It's, it's slower at times, but I mean, yeah. you have like, you have this air of a little bit grown up and everything like that. And I said everything like that. Jeremy fucking framed me for that. And now I, uh, I'm noticing it. Good for me. <laughs> so you have, you know, the small little Air Force base that, you know, they had to go ahead and go from fishing over to farming and every, everything, every, shit, I'm going to lose this. <laughs> and, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Say your part. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Anyways, I'll get to the parts I actually freaking like. Um, Miyagi walks in as he's in there and the, the the guy who was from Texas Walker Texas Rangers in the bar and they're all trying to chop ice. Oh like, yeah, that terribly, part. Terribly, terribly. And so he gets the bet going and whatnot and raises the bet, puts six blocks of ice and everything like that, and that's how he gets his college education back. And that's where you get that's the right. continuity in the next movie if he has a college education fund because he won it again. Yeah, that's right. So good good job picking that up. I could I noticed it yesterday when I was watching it or day before. I just totally didn't. Think oh, about there's it. there's a strange like um remember the guy from Jurassic Park that played the doctor? The, yes. Uh, yeah, he was With the beard. guy on the street in Karate Kid Park. <laughs> I didn't ever, I never I didn't pick that up either. Yeah. Huh, strange. Yeah. Uh I like the fight at the end. So there there's like a hurricane or something that blows in all of a sudden. I have a hard time believing nobody knew this was coming. But um so this storm rolls in. And it's super bad, and they all hide in an old leftover pillbox, which is like basically a machine gun turret that's left over from World War II. And Sato stays in his house, and the house collapses on him, and his nephew runs out. And Miyagi goes and rescues him, so now they're cool. But all this time, this whole entire time, the person ringing the bell to alert the town is like an eight-year-old girl. Like, why don't they have somebody else? <laughs> like, that's one of the things. I'm like, why are they sending this little girl up here? Well, I guess if, if they didn't do that, Daniel would have nobody to rescue. 
Yeah. Um, and well, then, why did she not get down? She had a, right. every bit of, every time to get down. Everybody, she, everybody was safe. Yeah. She was up there rigging this bell for an extra ten minutes for no reason. So uh, Sato's lackey, his nephew, doesn't go out and help Daniel. And Sato tells him, "You're dead to me," or whatever. And that oh. now he's blaming Daniel for his problems. So they have like the town festival at the end. The fight there is pretty good. Um, except the one thing I kept thinking when I looked at, and I, I, I need to look back at this, this guy's name and I'll do that while I'm talking to you. The bad guy here, he looks like the love child of Bruce Lee from game of death and Scorpion from mortal Kombat. Like his, <laughs> <laughs> Cause like he's, he, he, he's built kind of like Bruce Lee, like very lean, but muscular, but his outfit looks like a mashup of Scorpion and Bruce Lee's from game of death. It's kind of oh, strange. Yeah. He was a, he was a good choice though. I, I like the actor in there. Oh, he was great. He was great yeah. in his role. But yeah, but no, it was like, just <laughs> it was like this part of this movie was like a cross between like Tony Montana and Japan. If you look at the way right. they dressed and they kept acting, it was very you know very Scarface ass kind of shit going on there. But, right, uh, and and the guy I'm thinking of, his name in the movie is Chosen C H O Z E N. But so there's that. Oh. Hey, the guy from um, the Doctor from Oz, and he's been in a bunch of other stuff. Uh, oh, Doctor Henry Wu from Jurassic Park—that's who you're talking about. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I didn't even recognize him from Jurassic Park. I recognize him from Oz. Yeah, he's been a bunch of things. He's in Mr. Robot, which you keep telling me to watch, and I haven't done it yet. You need to watch Mr. Robot. Thanks, and- Justin. And uh, since your wife religiously listens to this podcast, Mrs. Josh, watch Mr. Robot. <laughs> that work? Sure. Yeah. All right. Um, so the standout song from this one is The Glory of Love by Sweet Sweet Peter Cetera of Chicago fame. So, yeah, say, that, it's like, uh, I couldn't think of where I knew Peter Cetera from. And like, yeah, yeah now you say Chicago, that makes so much sense. It's just all that. Yeah, he was the original bass player, and he was one of the singers. They have like a bunch of. Anyway, that's Karate Kid Part Two. And then they leave Okinawa. Oh, you missed all the best parts. Oh, what's the best part? The sweet, 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 no words, sensual, staring at each other, making tea. The tea ritual. <laughs> the tea ritual. It's just like I'm just like, is this gonna is this gonna end up in a hardcore sex or something? I mean, like. You watch it. Make out like, it's a, yeah, it's a big yeah. setup for nothing. And that, I yeah. think that storm comes in ten seconds later. They just like no one drank the tea. No one drank the fucking <laughs> tea in the least. They just they just wasted all that tea. But yeah. yeah, no, this is. I'll tell you why as I'm giving the rating. But this is my number one. I like the slow parts of the story. I like the kind of interesting in between, and I like like just these random ass kind of like. Japan things because Japan things are I don't I've never been there but Japan things are always interesting like the 1950s like swing club with Elvis Presley going on left and right that was awesome <laughs> um I spent about six months in Japan and granted this was in like 2006 I saw none of those things <laughs> and it but it was it was mainland Japan and it was it's pretty modern I mean, it's very modern actually but I, I have a hard time believing that Okinawa or even mainland Japan in 1986 was not as modern as the United States. I could be completely wrong. I wasn't there, but whatever, yeah. man. Anyway, uh, it's a good movie. It's it's third on my list, which tells you exactly what number two is. And I'm so excited to be talking about it. You mean number three? Oh man, it's so the amazing. Biggest turd I've ever seen in my life. Oh, no, it's not. We've watched first movies together, Justin. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you should not be surprised by this. All right. Let me set it up. Please. So somehow a guy that went to <laughs> Cobra Kai school years ago was in the war is now a big billionaire or whatever. I don't know. It's a shitty cell phone. He decides to <laughs> kill off his old friend because his dojo has nobody and then secretly become poor and befriend a small New Jersey kid who's fucking real thin into believing that they're friends as he can uh, <laughs> secretly send the bad boy of karate out to get him. 
while he teaches, while he does nothing but hurt him and make him worse for wear so he can lose in the tournament. So Cobra Kai can once again be the best in the Valley of all time. So, so you're saying so that they can be the best around? <laughs> <laughs> They're the best around. Yeah, basically. So they can be the best around. You're pretty much right. That's, I, I don't like this movie because it's good. Um, I don't anyone, yeah. anyone who's listening to this, who knows the two of us knows our fondness for bad movies. This movie is so ridiculous. Like the first time I watched Karate Kid part three, I was like, this is stupid and I'm never going to watch it again. But then I watched it through the lens of, all right, I know this is bad. Let me just see how funny it is. And it's hysterical. Um, it's, I, I like it way more than I actually should, but it's, it's, so ridiculous and i know the movie is serious like this movie is totally serious or it's taking itself seriously i guess i should say but it manages to accomplish the same thing as parts of cobra kai does which we'll talk about in a minute but it doesn't do it on purpose <laughs> like it's not being funny on purpose all right <laughs> like, just, it, the, just the intro with the uh with the girl across the street yeah can you can you make me some pots Sure. Yeah. Want to go out to dinner tonight? What? And she comes it, over with like a bag of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah, there's like zero segue, and it's all just awkward. It's like, do you like mac and cheese? Have you ever heard of mac? I'm the mac and cheese master. I made a mac and cheese in my pants and today, and I do good. What? Is that <laughs> you're having a stroke? Now you're talking my language, macaroni and cheese. I used to eat a ton of this. Like uh, no one's so ever funny. seen it before in Southern right. California. Like it's, like it's brand new in 19... <laughs> when did this come out? 89? 88? Something like that? Yeah, it's probably right before the end of the 90s. Oh, right, so let's see. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I can tell you when it came out. Oh, mac and cheese. That's that Yo, stuff mac from back east. <laughs> That's that stuff that's made of macaroni and, and cheese. Oh, man. I love macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Hold on. Recast just based oh, on yeah, your, you should recast the Karate Kid three and just put in Sylvester Stallone. Tony Danza, no Tony Danza. Oh, Tony Danza. <laughs> Macaroni and cheese. Uh, yeah, Karate Kid Part Three is nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. So anyway, so it's uh, what what one of the things that makes it the most comical on this is Terry Silver, who's like the bad guy. So he's. Here's the hierarchy here. Terry Silver is a billionaire that owns a chemical company. <laughs> He's like dumping toxic waste in random places and making a ton of money off of it. His best friend from the Vietnam War was Sensei John Kreese. But the funny thing about that is I started reading like Wikipedia or whatever. Or no, it was the it was the trivia on IMDb. Yeah. The guy that plays Terry Silver, Thomas Ian Griffith, I think is his name was 13 years old when the Vietnam war was at its peak. So there, there's no way this dude would have been involved in Vietnam. Right. Um, so they were buddies during the war and crease goes to say, you know, Hey, it's over. You know, we had this fallen from grace and we were cheating and this and that. And he's like, no, bro, I'll get it all back. Don't worry about it. You're going to be the king of karate in the Valley, which I don't know why karate is such a big thing in the Valley, whatever. Anyway, the, the best way to describe Terry silver, if you haven't seen this movie, is that he is an '80s karate bro, like you know they've got like the the pharma bros and like the, the fraternity <laughs> bros. He's a karate bro, like he's rocking a sweet sweet ponytail, oh. usually a gold necklace and an earring. His mansion is like the perfect example of '80s rich bad guy excess, right. and he's right. and he's a little too excited about getting revenge on on Daniel, <laughs> like when. When when Crease tells Silver to make Daniel's knuckle Daniel's knuckles bleed, exactly, <laughs> he like the dude jumps for joy. Like, He's he, like, yeah, let's do that. Add that in there. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the best. And he just like, oh yeah. Oh, 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 oh. He, he pulled. He, he did like his best Sam Kinison impression. He was like, oh, oh that's right. great. Oh, oh. Um, he so, was yeah, in he the did that. And, yes, no, no, that, that he was in the steam room. Oh no, he was well, in the he steam was, room. There was one that was a steam room, and there's one where he has a right. Yes, he, he took a meeting. He yeah. took a, a phone meeting in the bathroom. Somebody's grandma in there doing like you know stenographer for him, and then right. brings in Mike Barnes, the bad boy. Yeah, you know, that yes. guy. So hold on, oh, let me get into that too. Yeah. Um, it's just he's he's so awkward. It really is. 
and and they don't show it in the movie because it's pretty much a kid's movie or like a teen movie. But this is the the very late 80s. Let's just get this out of the way. Terry Silver does a lot of cocaine, right? Like, he has to do a lot of cocaine. Let's put it this way. I've seen people on coke. They usually have ponytails, do karate, and look like him. (laughs) (laughs) So let's, let's talk a little bit about karate's bad boy, Mike Barnes. He's... He's such a comical like thug. And do you remember the name of like his the two thugs that worked with him? Um, but no. <laughs> but I'm assuming it's something like Pudge and Stupid. Oh no 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 no! It's it's way worse than that. So there's Snake. There's oh, two yeah. of them: Snake and Dennis. <laughs> By the way, you know who the scary person there is, right? It's Dennis. Dennis. It fucking oh, totally oh. Because Snake. You get it. They get a name like Snake, and it's like that's you know that's just something. But the guy that they just called Dennis, yeah, Snake has lines. Dennis does not. Um, and I laugh every single time they're introduced on the screen. It's not Snake and Butch or Snake and Killer. I mean, watch the hell out for Snake and Dennis. That's just, <laughs> it's so funny to me. But to their credit, they do drive a sweet red convertible 5.0 Mustang. Yeah, and so they they start. They start punking Daniel like they start to tear up. Oh yeah, by the way, um, they close. They shut down the apartment complex that Mr. Miyagi was the maintenance guy in, and he loses all of his money somehow. And oh, I forgot so, about that entirely. So then Daniel recashes out his college tuition to create Mr. Miyagi's Little Trees, which they could have come up with a totally better name for that for a bonsai tree store that Daniel and Miyagi are going to run and um they just keep like terrorizing Daniel in his path to Miyagi's little trees, multimillionaire him. We got tiny Bush. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's so many more names you could play with there. That's bad. What about Miyagi's bonsai shop? That's way better than Mr. Miyagi's little trees. That's such a dumb name. Shit. Miyagi's got Bush. (laughs) <laughs> There's a bush joke in there at least nine times over. I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you need to say bush one more time to get out of your system? No, no, I got, I'm, I'm good. Okay. All right. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so they, they just keep punking him into signing the form to enter into the tournament, and then he, Mr. Miyagi won't train him, and then he winds up training with Terry Silver, who, like, makes him sweep legs on a two by four until he starts to bleed his foot bleeds or gets hurt and then punch wooden boards until his knuckles bleed and well, you know it's, everything else they told him so um crease was dead and then he came out once he figured out yeah. that terry silver was up to no good and it scares him and that's the scene where crease terry silver and mike barnes are laughing at daniel inside the dojo is a little too awkward. much it's a little too much um two things in there that i just got to point out one was Every time, and it's just, it's so nonchalant the way Terry Silver does it. It's like, he's like showing him something to do on the bag, right? Yeah. And he's trying to do it, and then it's like, he catches his fist, or he stops him, or he moves the bag, or whatever, and it's like, no, do it on this wooden guy that's going to make your arms freaking right. hurt. You know, like, it's it's way too on the nose. It's so <laughs> it's so far on the nose, it's not even funny almost, but it's it like, is. It's like, dude, you can't figure this out on your own. You deserve to make your knuckles bleed. Exactly. And the other one is, is uh, and I, I don't think I mentioned this in the other part, the casual racism between Terry Silver and John Kreese. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When Like when Miyagi shows up at the dojo? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So when he shows up at the dojo, they use that word, which I, wow, man, like old school racism. Yeah. there's this, we, don't need to, we don't need to repeat that. Yeah. I'm not going to say it at all. But the thing is, is what you miss is the uh, that intro into the Karate Kid Part 2 he actually uses it. I think he uses it in the first one too. So he all did. three of these he movies did. have this has have this racial slur in it. And you're just like you go back. It's like, man, it's like, eighties racial slurs were rough. <laughs> yeah, it was it's yeah. pretty intense. Uh, there was that, and then the other the other more blatant. If you don't know what the word means that they called him, I mean, you can you can deduct that it's nothing good. But what what Terry Silver does. So he beats up it's and it's the typical like Jean-Claude Van Damme where the bullies attack the bad guys attack one at a time. Yeah. Um, instead of just ganging up and overwhelming him. No, just one at a time. 
he beats up Mike Barnes. He throws him up against the light switch, which knocks him out. And then he fights Crease. And then Silver's just like hanging out laughing this whole time because he's probably coked out of his brain. And he starts waving his hands in front of his face going, And so Miyagi beats him up. And he's he's standing in front of Crease. And then Mr. Miyagi starts going, Waving his hands around. Mm -hmm. It's funny as hell. So Daniel, since he's the previous year's karate champ, he doesn't have to... He doesn't have to fight through the tournament. He just has to fight the last round. That was that was cheap. Uh, that was cheap. We yes, don't, that was a, that was a cheap plot device. On, yeah, and we don't was, want to spend on uh, whatever uh, B-roll footage of nothing. It's like let's just right. I guess they couldn't. They couldn't license you're the best around again because it's such an expensive song. Hey, that is a that is a fine piece of music right there. Anyway. So they, they come up to the end of it, and Mike Barnes, since he is Karate's bad boy and he's being coached by these two evil bastards, uh, he'll get a point, like he'll hurt Daniel, and then he'll get disqualified by doing something cheap like hitting him square in the face. And and then he'll get a point, and then he'll get a point deducted. So they just he just keeps beating the hell out of Daniel. He wants to make him suffer. Mm-hmm. But he, he winds up winning anyway. And all is right in the world. I, I gotta say this, um, with with the exception of the uh, with the exception of the the second one, like if we're ranking the fights and everything, I think why I like the second one so much is the fight because the fight has a lot more realism to it and everything like right. that. But the other two, like it literally just seems like he won by luck, <laughs> like straight yes. up. And especially in the third one, it was just like, all right, hit him, get a point, and then take that point away because right. Uh, our move is to make the, the margin of error so freaking, you know, well, the other thing about that we're going to fuck up. The other thing about it is like, according to the rules, somehow with all these, you know, points added and taken away, it went into sudden death and all right, whoever scores the next point wins. And that's when Daniel starts doing his kata thing or whatever, where he's, it's basically Tai Chi. And then uh, it throws him off. Mike Barnes is like, what's this dude doing? And, you know, he gets all frustrated and Daniel's just calm and cool doing his little moves and then the guy runs at him and he knocks him out. Just one move. That's all it took this whole time. He's been getting his ass kicked by Karate's bad boy, Mike Barnes, for the past <laughs> two hours. And all of a sudden he realized, oh, if I just concentrate real hard and punch him in the face, it'll knock him out. <laughs> I'm not saying this movie's perfect, Justin. I'm saying I love it because it's horrible. Josh? What? Do you like bad boys or karate? <laughs> no, I just feel like I constantly have to call him Karate's Bad Boy Mike Barnes because that's I think who he you is. just like Karate Bad Boys, but it's all right. I understand. Uh, no, yeah. I like Karate Bros, like Terry yeah. Silver. Terry Silver is what makes this movie. What What makes it even more interesting for me is like I I I didn't watch this movie for a long time. Uh-huh. And then, uh, have you ever seen John Carpenter's Vampires? Man, it's been forever. That's that's the guy that plays Terry Silver is the guy yeah. that's the main vampire in that movie. And when you see it and then you go back and look at him in that, like the stark difference, it makes it even worse. It makes it a hundred times worse. Watch, I don't know if that's possible. No, watch John Carpenter's Vampires and then go back and watch Karate Kid 3 and, and it's going to ruin it even more for you in the best <laughs> way possible. Oh, man. Yeah. I, dude, it's to, to sum it up. Watch the Karate Kid Part Three, but don't expect it to be as good as the first one, because it's it's not. Nothing is going to be. This, but this it is, is worth it is worth your. How long is this movie? Long. <laughs> long it's enough. worth your it's worth your hundred twelve minutes. It's the movie is summed up, summed up by the last part where they're all everybody's tossing their Cobra Kai shirts back at them. Yes. That's the summary of the entire movie right there. It's like, <laughs> ah, right, let me take it back. Oh, man. Get the fuck out of my face, right? Done. Right. So, in between Karate Kid Part 3 and Cobra Kai, there was some other Karate Kid stuff. We're not going to talk about it. Oh, did you know there was a Karate Kid animated series? Ah, things, I, things I've never seen and might want to block out. Was it was it in the eighties or was it in the nineties? I believe it was like around this same time. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm gonna look right now because I didn't look earlier. I saw that when I was I don't know, digging through Wikipedia looking up stuff for this. I mean, but it, the idea of an animated series is not oh, entirely man. far off. 
And it, I mean, it's it can be funny enough, and they just it doesn't it probably won't fit in with the whole the whole theme of the movies. But it would no. be like, it'd be a one off thing to be interesting enough. I get it's, that. There's some clips on YouTube. I'm gonna go watch these later. Yeah. But we're so we're not talking about Hillary Swank. We're not talking about Jaden Smith. But what we are gonna talk about is Oh Man Cobra Kai, which I was in from a get go. I mean, it, I can't tell you how happy I am with with Cobra Kai. It's a it's a crowning achievement, and it's it's full of callbacks. It's totally. full of making fun of itself. And the one thing where that I honestly like, and I thought it was gonna be, I thought it was gonna be about you know Daniel Daniel Larusso, and I'm glad it wasn't. I think that you know William Babka's character Johnny, Johnny Lawrence is way better, and he's he's so stuck and like. You know, there's a part point in time where they're talking about Facebook. He doesn't know what the hell it is. Yeah, um, he's, <laughs> yeah he's telling he's telling. Uh, it's like, yeah, man, you throw popcorn at girls and then you take them to you know putting stuff or what? What was it? Golfing stuff. Golfing stuff. And it's just like, there's yeah, there's a ton of callbacks, like I was saying, and you know, and he even makes mention of that the yeah, the kick in the first I think three yep. episodes being a legal kick the one of the things that had me and I, I think it was even in the first episode it's 10 it's 10 episodes long i think they're all between 30 and 45 minutes mm-hmm. um the first episode when johnny got in his like 1985 red trans am yeah with the t with the t-tops and was driving super drunk by the way um and he had his montage he had his he had his rocky four montage where, and he's driving, <laughs> and I don't know if he picked up on how perfectly '80s this montage was, because he would—he's driving and he's all upset and he's listening to whatever music it was, and then he's talk—he's flashing back to like where he's like riding dirt bikes with his friends and he's got a happy smile on his face. Yeah. And then Daniel comes walking into the picture, and then all of a sudden he gets mad, and then it's the karate tournament and he's like banging on the dashboard. Cause he's so mad and pissed off. And this it's, it's so funny to watch him go through the emotions of it as he's driving down the street. And uh, there was that, that was a great throwback. Uh, like you mentioned how him being totally stuck in the eighties with, with everything from the music he listens to, to like everything in his apartment. Uh, he still walks around with that headband on. Oh, the Lots of, TV. I mean, like he had it all. Yes. I mean, it was, I mean, completely, um, he tells, he tells, so there's this kid that he's mentoring through the whole thing, uh, Miguel, who's getting, you know, beat up at school and he's a new kid. Basically he's Daniel LaRusso. You know, he lives in Reseda, his his single mom lives with his grandmother in a little tiny apartment. It's kind of run down. And he's getting punked at school. In a way he is, but he isn't like, he's, he's a mix of both of them. If if like if Johnny Lawrence is the kind of anti Miyagi a little bit here, yeah. kind of the anti-hero version of Miyagi, and then like Miguel is like he's almost like Larusso, but like kind of going towards Lawrence. It's just so strange, and it's so it's smart the way they did it. And it's, he's Daniel Larusso if he had never met Miyagi and went straight over to Cobra Kai. Yeah, that's a that's about right. You know, uh, he didn't have anybody to intercept him, so he, <laughs> dude, when. Later on, like his, he he's working with, you know, Johnny Lawrence gets some money and starts his dojo. Once he realizes he can teach this kid to stand up for himself, and he gets all the nerds to to go to Cobra Kai classes. When when Miguel's like scrubbing out the toilet because he's helping around the uh, the dojo, and his phone rings, and he's like, "What is that?" And uh, Miguel goes, "What? It's a rat." I started listening to all that '80s music you were talking about. <laughs> this stuff is dope. <laughs> and I laughed at that, but I'm like, I kind of like rat. So I guess I'm a yeah. nerd, but yeah. Um, just on the overall storyline, it's such a, I mean, it's definitely, you know, spoilers abound, but you know, uh-huh. it's definitely a cliffhanger. It's definitely, it's, it's definitely going to second season, by the way, the second season with the oh, possibility yeah. of Mike Barnes. That is the, what Dude, is no, no. going so, around? So, Crease comes at every, every everyone thinks John Crease is dead. Yeah. Again, it's the second time that's happened. And he comes walking in. And when when Crease walked into that dojo at the end of the series, my wife and I both looked at each other and were like, wow, he's what he's had a lot of work done. Yeah. <laughs> like he's had some injections and some cuts in his face. Um 
I hope next season brings back Terry Silver and the ponytail. And while we're at it, let's bring back Dennis. I'm just going to throw it out bring there. Bring back Dennis. We need some Dennis. <laughs> All right. You kids on the on the Twitters, get on there. Br- do let's it get, back. Bring yeah, back Dennis. Hashtag bring back Dennis because we're going to bring back Dennis. Just you know, Hashtag bring back Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all over it. Let's no viral campaign. Yeah. Like we're talking about, I mean, like we can go through and like, let's do the callbacks, uh, the callback to the, the kick, the callback uh-huh. to the skull costume. Um, yes. The skeleton costume. That was a good yeah. one. Um, man, what else was there? Uh, they did, did they, I don't know if they mentioned Mike Barnes specifically, but they did talk about, they were constantly cheating in the tournaments, which got them permanently banned from the All Valley tournaments. Yeah, uh, there was a mention of Mr. Miyagi's little trees. Yes, it was, and how it failed. Yes, and, but Daniel still defended. It. He's like, "That was a solid business plan." <laughs> um, what man? What else was there? They went back to Daniel's old apartment. They did. After like for for half an episode, Johnny and Daniel were friends, although it was still tense. But I thought it was hilarious because they just, they went to a bar, and Daniel orders a a top shelf vodka martini and Johnny's sitting over there drinking a course yellow belly. <laughs> he loves them yellow bellies. Dude, I, I get it. I used to drink some yellow bellies back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. But you, you got callbacks, you got booze, you got everything like that. And then you got like, there's definitely this whole barrage of like connectedness and everything like that. Cause the girls that run into the girls that run into uh, Johnny Lawrence's car while he's drunk are, you know, uh, Lou Russo's daughter and her three yes. two friends. Um, you know, Lou, Miguel dates Daniel Lewis's daughter. And I think what gets it, even if you remove the callbacks and the jokes and the make fun of itself, it's such a, it's such an anti-hero story. Right. And William Babka's character, Johnny Lawrence is the perfect person to do it with. Cause the end, you know, he never got brought up. He never really got brought up in the other movies, except for you know a little bit of a bleed over from the first to the second movie, and yeah. then clips and stuff like that. But he literally he gave him the trophy. The end said, "You deserve this." Yeah. Like you know, most of the right. guys, most of the guys in Cobra Kai felt bad about what they did to Daniel at the thing. And right. so cool. there was remorse. That's that's another person we need to bring back in the next season is the body bag kid. Somebody get a body bag. Get him a body bag, man. Yeah, that kid needs to come back to him. Whatever he's doing now, he's probably an accountant somewhere. Um, Looks like an accountant. Yeah, that kid. So, so who we have not talked about in uh, Cobra Kai is Johnny's son, who goes from thief to respectable employee at LaRusso Auto Group and starts training with Daniel LaRusso and a, as a way to get back at his dad. And then yeah. and the night that Johnny and Daniel go drinking together, <clears throat> they come back to Daniel's nice house in Encino or wherever it is that he lives. And, and Johnny's kid, Robbie is sitting there waiting for Daniel to get there so they can start training. And then that's how Daniel and Johnny become bitter enemies again. Yeah. And then those two, Miguel, who's Johnny's student, and Robbie wind up being the last two kids in the All Valley Karate Tournament. And Cobra Kai wins. They win the tournament. That was, so, I, that was so weird. I didn't I kind that of was a, that was a big swerve. I didn't think they were gonna do that. I thought I Robbie thought it, was gonna win. I thought if Cobra Kai won, you'd see Miguel kind of go, you know, better or kind of be like a little bit more of a good guy. But he literally went full Cobra Kai. He did. Um, and something that they did mention too, in one of those last episodes was, it was that episode where Daniel and Johnny got drunk. They were walking back and they were walking into Daniel's dojo and they were totally going to have a Rocky three Apollo versus Rocky fight in the dojo. And they were just going to tell nobody about it. And I'm like, Oh man, please do that. Please save that next season or something. It really should have, but maybe it's something they're going to do. I hope it's something they do later. I hope, I hope they do it. Also, I, th- I think it was you that was telling me that uh, was it you or somebody else? No, I think it was you that was saying that uh, the kid uh, Johnny Lewis's kid looked more like uh, Terry Silver's kid. Yes, he did. <laughs> I was just like, oh, he does have the ponytail. It makes so much sense. How could he you did. say no to that? I know. So that that should be that should be another thing. So Johnny Lawrence meets meets Terry Silver for the first time takes him under his wing and then 
Johnny's skank of an ex-wife somehow comes walking in and sees Terry Silver and it's really awkward and then they go into the yeah. whole thing and it turns oh. out that it's it's Terry's kid this whole time. Oh, that would be so, so great. A shitty father. I was a shitty stepfather. Yep. Oh, yes, they need to do that. I'm glad you reminded me of that because I forgot to put it in my notes. Yeah. So <laughs> my big my big thing is with the ending is like he comes out and he's just like, I, I forget what he says, but it's like it's time or whatever, some cliche shit like that. And I'm just saying to myself, like, what the hell have you been doing? You were, you probably, you know, have been making no money, had some crap job at the post office for like 40 years. Yeah. And you just come out, it's like, ah, Cobra Kai is back. You know, like, what? You've been waiting for this for a low rent dojo out of nowhere to come back and beat the crap out of a used car salesman? You have no life. (laughs) You need, dude, this guy, this guy could have, at this point in time, like, once, you know, Cobra Kai fell. He could have moved to the other side of the country, started another, you know, line of dojos under a different name, yeah. and you know, been totally fine. Maybe, maybe change your gig a little bit. Maybe, maybe be less of an intense asshole, and Stop maybe just teach the kids. right. Maybe just teach kids karate instead of trying to turn them into soldiers and teaching the way of the fist and whatnot and racism. Rampant racism <laughs> and and racism against our our Asian American friends. Yeah, and and it's just you know, I mean, like I said, the Mike Barnes thing has come up for season two. They've already greenlit season two, so that's good to know. Dude, I'm I'm all over it. And they they left it well. They left it in in a good casing. Just you know, sitting around waiting for whatever happens. And I don't I don't know how it's going to go or what it's going to go, but. Definitely, like the whole thing of his daughter, like kind of like she's going in the gym and she's in the dojo and she's gonna, you know, she's gonna break somebody's head and then a board and then somebody's head again, yeah. you know. But that's gonna be interesting. So, I mean, it's gonna be like instead of this, like, you know, Cobra Kai, uh, what is it called, Miyagi Do karate, yeah, there's gonna be well, this kind was- of third element of his daughter, which you know, you don't know which if she's gonna go on her own, if she's gonna fill out the dojo whatever you know is she going to be the winner or the entrant you know the next year or how that all works well they also had uh at the end of it daniel takes robbie to miyagi's old house and did, did you catch that yeah where they were uh, using it as a new dojo yeah kind of yeah he's like this is this is our new dojo i forget what he said or he said welcome to miyagi do karate is what he told him um so I guess there he's going to start training more people, and uh, we'll see, man. I, I'm I'm sure his daughter's going to start fighting, which was great. She had that creep coming onto her in the movie theater, and she she beat him up in the, in the movie theater. Yeah, that was good. That was pretty good. <laughs> All right, I don't I don't know why I enjoyed this character or not, but um, and I don't remember his name, so I'm just going to have to be that terrible person and call him Lip. <laughs> Lip, which eventually oh, turned into Hawk. Hawk, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember his full, his real name either. Yeah, I thought he, it was an interesting twist of a of a character. It's like the whole time you're watching this, you're just like, oh, it's like he's almost he's this close to doing good the entire movie. He's like just an inch away from like actually being a decent person. Yeah, and it just it all goes down the hill when Crease comes back, and it's like ah, you know, he's there. I, I really didn't care for the crease thing. It was interesting, but it's like it was like somebody's old, you know, grandfather had too many surgeries, smoking a cigar in the hallway. Yeah. yeah, he he looked like that's something. I mean, I guess I can't understand it because I'm not in Hollywood. But like when when you're when you have just all these surgeries to make yourself look like you did 20 years ago, it's like, bro, you're aging. Just deal with it. Just <laughs> you know, it's fine. It's really okay. But yeah, yeah he he looked he looked he almost looked like. To throw a Star Wars reference in there, he almost looked like Tarkin from Rogue One. Like that skin texture, just that rubbery kind of. I was gonna go the uh, the bad guy in the beginning of uh, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade, the one in the hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just like hobbling around and thing. And it's like, yeah, you belong in a museum, or what is it? This belongs in a museum. You belong in a museum. <laughs> best lyrics or best lines ever. Crease kind of does belong in a museum. Crease does belong in a museum. Cobra, that's the whole thing the entire time. It's like I'm just thinking it. I'm watching the movie or watching the TV shows. I'm going, 
You could have just named it something else. You'd probably be he a could have named it else. I don't think Johnny's creative enough to do that. Also, Daniel's kind of a manipulative prick. Like, going I didn't to get, like it most of the time, to be honest. No, me either. Um, the whole thing about him getting the rent of the Cobra Kai raised so that they would just not exist anymore. And then turns out, wait, he's on the karate committee? Which there's a legitimate karate committee in this in this TV show. Let's put it this way. I, I, I'd put it on my business card. Karate committee. <laughs> Chapter, member, president, whatever. Yeah, I'll take it. The treasurer. Yeah. No, I mean, there definitely was the, uh, there's the flip of the script where you have, you know, the poor Johnny Lawrence and the rich uh, kind of yeah. bag, uh, Johnny Lewis, or sorry, the Russo, well, the Lawrence, get- Lawrence, Johnny, like seriously, this is so hard to get, mix these names up. Tony LaRusso, Tony Danza. LaRusso, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. LaRusso. Okay. There we go. Whichever. Johnny Lawrence, something LaRusso, whatever. Daniel. Daniel LaRusso. They're so yeah. mixed up that I'm going to mix up their name, and I'm not going to remember who they are. Or what they're well, doing. And, and you get some insight into Johnny, too, about how he just had this miserable home life. Um, with his stepfather Ed Asner, of all people, yeah, out of all out of all people, I don't know. I mean, just... <laughs> you're going to put me on a show on the YouTube. Yeah. Um, By the way, that man does SpongeBob. He's the uh, he's the he's the orange superhero guy in SpongeBob. Throw that out there. I'm going to watch SpongeBob. My kid doesn't even watch SpongeBob. Educate, educate. She watched Voltron. You know, give us a kid from Voltron. No? Ed Asner was in Voltron. No, I'm just saying. Oh. Does she watch Voltron? Are you throwing her some of the classics out there? Um, she hasn't watched Voltron, as far as I'm aware. I know she's Pee Wee Herman, and yeah, she she, she enjoys she enjoys Pee Wee Herman. Hmm. Uh, she watches Garfield, um, a mix of the newer one and the older one that I watched when I was little. Oh, nice. she, she loves Muppets. Um, we all man, love Muppets. All right, who doesn't like a Muppet? Um, what other old stuff does she like that I can't think of right now? She loves Star Wars. Um, yeah, there, there's there's some of the classics. I'm not I'm not trust me. I'm not ignoring it. She'll you're get there. Raising, you're raising her right. That's good. That's all I'm, I want to hear, Josh. I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best I can. Sure. I'm only I'm only one man. I'm doing the best. So I can. when are you gonna force force you know when are you gonna force her to watch all the Karate Kid movies? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to digest at six years old. Uh, but we'll, right, we'll get there. Uh, I'll definitely, and there's going to be questions too, like why do these people's phones have cords on them? Um, you know, things like that. What was it? I saw what you put on Facebook the other day. She was asking, it was a DVR question. It's like, so if you didn't watch it then, it's like, you, know, you're <laughs> to play it, like, you don't get to watch it later. <laughs> she was up. Well, I found that little video or whatever that I posted, but she was, she had said, she was upset because there was a show that she was watching on Hulu or something. And it's not on that particular streaming service anymore. I was like, man, I used to just have to watch whatever was on TV. And if there was no cartoons on, I either didn't watch TV or I watched grown up TV. She's like, what do you mean? You couldn't like Netflix didn't like, I don't think she has any concept of how TV used to work. I'm like, no, no, no. I had six channels I could watch and like whatever was on was just on. And if I missed it, it was gone forever. That's just how it was. Maybe one day I'd catch a rerun. What's a rerun? Oh, man. Wow, that's awesome. What's a rerun? <laughs> I know. I felt like I was in Back to the Future. <laughs> so busy. Oh, dude, that's so awesome. It's like, what did you do yeah. before the internet? Yeah. No, I was like, go clean your room. That's what I did. Oh, kids. Gotta love them. Anyway, so to summarize, go watch all of the Karate Kid stuff. Go watch the, the, the LaRusso saga, as we're calling it. Because I think it's worth yeah. it. You get your ups, your downs, and like, like I said, with the Cobra Kai series, you get you flip the script, you get a whole lot of changes, you get a whole lot of callbacks, and you get a lot of obvious like, you know, them po- toying with themselves because they know it's not the most heaviest of materials, but they made it a little heavy at times. So, oh yeah, yeah. So kudos to them. I, I think they slam dunked it. Oh, totally. It was it was great. I'm really looking forward to season two. Um, unfortunately, we're probably gonna have to wait another year to get there, but that's fine. I'll wait. I'll be patient. I'll watch Karate Kid three a few more times between now and then. 
Yeah, break his knuckles. <laughs> Make him bleed. I love it. Yeah. What? Kind of Ice big. cream on top of pizza? Yeah, I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> and he was in a steam room when he freaked out like that. It's really got to be hard to do cocaine in a steam room, right? I'm pretty sure for that man, it's hard to do cocaine in any room because it goes really <laughs> badly. It's like, what? I put all of it up my nose and through my eyes, and it's, yeah. I love karate. You know, he just, yeah. yeah. He probably runs around screaming at the time. Oh, man. Yeah. Go and. Josh recommends Karate Kid 3 if you've never seen it, obviously. Just don't go into it expecting. You know, yeah. Go into it thinking it's a comedy. There you go. That'll help you out. If you want the one that, if you want one of the ones that is kind of well formed and pieced together, go with one or two. If you want the one that was somebody's fevered Coke dream, go for three. <laughs> it's the winner all around. You know, that's it's it. Terry Silver's fevered Coke dream. Yeah. He had money, he had cars, he had phones. He had it all. Yeah, he had he made <laughs> yeah um, I want my own bathtub stenographer and then random guys coming in while I'm taking a bubble bath. Why? <laughs> yeah, that'll. Yeah, I got nothing. Life goals. Life goals. Life goals. Hashtag life goals. All right, man. Well, I'm out of beer and we're out of karate kid stuff to talk about. What? Did we skip over the next karate kid? Hillary it, Swank, man. Hillary Swank. You, no, are we just fucking with you? No, that's good. Like, no, we're really going to get into this? No, not in the least. Good All night, right. everybody. Good night, guys. Did you enjoy the podcast? Did you hate it? You've got some nerve, mister. Reach out and say hi, suggest a topic, a beer, or just tell us that we're terrible people. You can reach us at facebook.com slash 40inamovie, on Twitter at 40inamovie, or email us at 40inamovie at gmail.com. If somehow you miracled this podcast onto your phone and need to figure out where you can listen to us, we're on Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and more. Thanks for listening to 40 in a Podcast, because we care about your mom. 40 in a Podcast is not liable for hearing loss, baldness, patchy skin, diarrhea, or dry mouth as a result of this podcast. If enjoyment of this podcast lasts more than four hours, please consult a physician.